Welcome to the Confident Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. If you find yourself here, it may mean that you're looking for courage, clarity, or confidence in some part of your life. I interview experts in business and life each week and share strategies for success, motivation, and mindset. If you want to learn more about how I can help you grow your business as an extension of yourself and help transform you into a confident entrepreneur, check out my online business courses on my website at jenniferannjohnson.com. Now let's get started. Marketing is all about creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offers that have value for your customers, your clients, your partners, and really society at large. And it's an essential function for any business, regardless of your size or your industry. But getting right, getting your marketing right is really crucial for your business. And if you want to succeed in today's world and your competitive marketplaces that we have out there, it can really help your business to attract new customers and increase brand awareness and help generate leads and sales and build that customer loyalty and boost your profits. But I often get asked, well, what does it look like to get marketing right? So I thought I'd come on today and share a few tips with you as to how you can get your marketing right. The first is to know your audience. This is the first step to effective marketing. It's really to understand who your target audience is. Who is it that you want to speak to? And what are their needs and what are their wants? What are their pain points? What are their values? You really need to know the ins and outs of your everyday life of your ideal customer. Once you understand your audience, you can then tailor your marketing and messages to appeal just to them. And it's going to feel like you're speaking just to them. Second is to have a clear value proposition. What makes your products or your services unique and valuable? But why as a customer should I choose you over your competitors? And your value proposition really needs to be clear, concise, and easy to understand. It's that keep it simple, that keep it simple strategy that will lay it all out. You really have to tell them exactly what you want them to do. Number three is to compare. Uh, is to create compelling content. What do I mean by this? Well, your marketing content should be informative and engaging and relevant to who you're wanting to talk to, aka your target audience. It should also be optimized for search engines so that your customers are going to easily find you. And I have to say, on top of this, it really needs to be uh, at the core of who you are as a business. So if you're not all about XYZ topic, then you shouldn't be talking about that. You should be talking about what the core of your business is and what pain points those are going to cover for your um, your customers. And number four is using the right channels. There's so many different marketing channels that are out there and available like social media, email marketing, paid advertising, content marketing. I could go on and on. But you need to choose the channel that's most relevant to your target audience and that's going to help you achieve your marketing goals. So it's all about meeting your customers where you're at. If your customer isn't listening to the radio, like the regular FM radio, then you shouldn't be advertising on it. If your customer doesn't read a magazine, you shouldn't be advertising there. Likewise, if they do, that's where you should be advertising. So you really need to know your ideal customer inside and out to be able to understand their behaviors and where you should be advertising. And finally, this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They don't track your results. So 
Track your results is what I'm telling you. It's important to track your marketing results so that you can see what's working and what, what's not. It's going to help you refine all of your marketing strategies over time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not something that you can look at every week and go, oh, well, it didn't work this week. Let's change it. No, it's something that you need to look at and revisit monthly, quarterly, that kind of thing before you make any knee-jerk decisions. But it's very crucial to track all of your marketing. So getting marketing right isn't always easy, but it's essential for your business. And that's what you need to succeed. Today, we welcome into the studio, Amy Bright. She's the owner of Amy Bright Creative, and she represents a diverse skill set with experience in results generating brand development, marketing, advertising, account management, creativity development, copywriting, public speaking, vendor and customer relations, and many... I mean, Amy, I would be here like for the whole podcast talking about all you do. for hours. Oh my gosh, you do so much. All that, and you're an amazing singer. Thank you. I've heard you sing just like quick little snippets that are... uh, We're in Toastmasters together, Mm -hmm. and I, you know... Every so often, you'll belt something out. And you're amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're amazing. So welcome. I appreciate that. Thank you. We're talking all about marketing for your small business for 2024. Mm-hmm. Things change rapidly in the marketing industry, don't they? Yes and no. Okay. Technology changes. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, platforms are coming along and going by the wayside. So there's a lot of change there. But the general philosophy and psychology of marketing really hasn't changed. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. More. So looking into 2024 here, we're at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. What what kind of new things have you seen that are on the forefront of coming out this year or maybe just started at the end of last year that we all really need to embrace? Well, I would definitely say going into 2024, just as we've seen in the past couple of years, more and more short form content, especially in video format. And so what do you mean by short form? Short form meaning 15 second maximum videos where it's just little snippets of information that leave the audience wanting more. Okay. That's going to continue and it people's attention spans are decreasing Uh more and more and more. I think the average right now is like eight seconds. People have a, a attention span of eight seconds or less. So getting those little snippets of information to serve people with whatever messaging you have quickly Mm -hmm. is really important. So now that that you're talking about that, how do you get... So if their attention span is eight seconds, you probably shouldn't do a video for double that, right? Like, How do you get your message to somebody in eight seconds? You can never get the whole message in in eight seconds, but you can get little kind of uh, appetizers, Mm -hmm. if you will, that leave the audience wanting to know more. And a lot of people refer to this as micro content. So you can have a big message, your big macro content, your big macro message, and narrow it down into smaller bite-sized pieces that educate or give information about your product or service without telling the entire story. But it gives them a... It's like dating, (laughs) <laughs> where you you get a little bit of information up front and then you go a little further and deeper mm-hmm. in the relationship and you get to know more and more about the brand, more about the business and decide, hmm, that really aligns right. with what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I would purchase from that brand. Little bite-sized pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. Do I have to have a copywriter? 
to be able to copy to to be able to write something that's so compelling. It depends. Many people do. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many people are not good at writing. They may think they are, mm-hmm. but their message is not clear right off the bat. So copywriting is even with AI on the forefront, copywriting will never go away. Okay. In understanding how to really connect with an audience mm-hmm. often takes a professional or just a, a very intelligently creative mind mm-hmm. to come up with ways that or words that will resonate with a particular audience. Right. And we're going to talk about AI in a little bit mm-hmm. because that's, I know, a big one. Okay. So so short form content mm-hmm. is something that's big for 2024. Definitely. What else? There is a big movement. It's already begun, but it's it's getting more and more prevalent. And most people are calling it social commerce. Okay. It's another form of e-commerce using social platforms to actually sell not just to talk about the interest of you know what you're what's mm-hmm. interesting about your product or service but actually going for the uh, final sale mm-hmm. in the social media realm that's becoming more and more prevalent every so, day so so now that you're talking about that we as a company as true fashionistas goes we ended up we've been selling on facebook is that kind of what you're talking about mm-hmm. so we've been mm-hmm. selling on facebook for a long time but mm-hmm. the concern is is that facebook all of a sudden just shuts people down, mm-hmm. right? And so we as a company took it, at, you know, we've been doing it since before the pandemic. Well, I mean, honestly, we started way before that and we were selling on our website live videos. Mm-hmm. We got away from that and selling on Facebook now. And now we're like, oh, you know how Facebook owns your audience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't know that we can do that anymore. So just, you know, recently we've transferred to back on our website. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how it's how it's, you know, going to to pan out, but it's interesting, you know, because people do shop like that. It's like the new way to it's the new shopping channel. It kind right? of is, and there are so many channels. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you have something to sell and you want to be on many different channels, which you should be in my opinion, there are there's a cost to doing business mm-hmm. with every channel that you're on. So there's a little percentage over here, a little percentage right. over here, a little percentage over here. So in my opinion, dri- driving people back to your website is old school, mm-hmm. but it it works. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's one central location where you can have all your e-commerce set up and drive people from the different social media platforms. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that's still the way to go. So are things changing? Absolutely. Many channels are coming up with their own shopping platform. However, to your point, Mm -hmm. what happens if something goes awry with that social platform, then you've lost an entire channel. Right. So, and when you say Facebook shut you down, help me understand. So Facebook, um, not us, but Mm. Facebook, hopefully not ever, (laughs) but Facebook has just, you know, they'll suspend accounts. Okay. They'll just ban account. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, uh, Mm. it's like their bots go in Mm. and think that there's something like on a personal account, right? Mm. They'll shut people down. They'll take away their account because their bot caught somebody in a swimsuit and they took it as sexual content, right? right. It's stuff like that that is erroneous, mm-hmm. but their bot is what you, you know, you can't argue with a bot, right? Right. right? And so a lot of people can be running scared from that for a little bit going, oh, what if, what if they shut us down? Yeah. I call it Facebook jail. 
Right. I've been in Facebook jail. It's not a fun place to be. No. And in you begin to wonder, is it really worth even trying to escape Facebook jail? Exactly. Or should I just go to another platform? Right. <laughs> Honestly. I do have a client right now that's facing that very situation. Her ad account was shut mm-hmm. down. Now, this was before I started working with her because she came to me recently and right. said, what do I do about this? I said, well, that's a really sticky wicket. It's mm-hmm. very, very hard to escape from that. And basically, what they've told her through electronic communications, right. there's, you can't yeah. reach anybody. I mean, it, it is a company. Just, you know, Google is also a company. Right. There are people in offices and cubicles and what have you. Or in their home office. We just never see them. We just never see them. <laughs> and they're they're virtually impossible to right. reach, pardon mm-hmm. the pun. And <laughs> they gave this message to her that said, This is irrevocable. You will never be able to, you know, some some very, you know, it's like getting the blue screen Scary. of death on your PC. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was this very, very finite mm-hmm. message. And I said, you know, if you receive a finite message from a platform. I think it's mm-hmm. pretty dead on. And so we found a workaround um, using another mm-hmm. another account that she has through a family member so that she can still run ads. Ugh. So yeah. I understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah, I was curious. Yeah, it's it's always a scare when you don't, quote unquote, own your audience. Right. And another platform owns your audience. Right. With your website, you own your audience. Now, how you drive them there is up to you. Right. And exactly. that's something that, it works depending on where where you're reaching your audience. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is your closet overflowing? Or maybe your kids' closets are as well. Or maybe you just want to redecorate your house. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or even ship it to them for free. They'll sell your unwanted items for you. They'll take away all the hassle. And all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com, come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram, and that's truefashionistas.com. All right, friends, we are back in the studio with Amy Amy Bright, and we are talking about marketing trends for 2024. I know we got hung up a little bit on the whole Facebook thing and the uh, the social shopping, but what other trends are you seeing come down the pike that that maybe we can, as business owners, be ahead of the curve on? Mm-hmm. Certainly, podcasting mm-hmm. has exploded. Yes, I <laughs> as know. We see here, <laughs> sponsorship type advertising in podcasting is only growing, mm-hmm. and to get a brand in front of a very niche audience, that is definitely a way to do it. Right now, many people get hung up on how many people they're going to reach. I'm old school in terms of. My teaching comes from my my mentor who I never had the opportunity to meet when mm-hmm. he was alive. I have two, Leo Burnett and David Ogilvy. Okay. David Ogilvy was famous as the father of advertising. And he always said, don't count the people you reach, reach the people who count. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That makes and complete sense. It really does. And so these podcasts that have very specific mm-hmm. types of followers are excellent places to reach a market that may not be enormous, mm-hmm. but it's if it's your buying audience and you're able to get into a sponsorship relationship with a podcast, with a, a podcaster mm-hmm. that that is speaking to your audience, that can be extremely powerful for your business. Right. Mm-hmm. The riches are in the niches. The riches are in the niches. You yeah. hear that. I mean, yeah. I hear that all the time. And that's very true. Mm-hmm. Hyper-targeted. Yeah. And similarly... Many brands out there are more interested in 
micro-influencers as okay. opposed to really high-profile influencers who have you know millions mm-hmm. of followers. There, a lot of brands aren't necessarily looking for millions of followers. They're looking for the right followers. Mm-hmm. They're trying to reach the people who count. And podcast advertising is certainly one of the ways to do that. And you know, I, I have to say something to say about the the whole influencer thing. We, back in the day as a company, used to use influencers mm-hmm. and they had millions of people. But how many they, of those converted? None. Mm-hmm. Right? We paid them stupid money mm-hmm. to do nothing for us because they they followed through and did what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. But the people that are, you know, you could have millions of followers, but maybe... It, it's not millions of people commenting and looking at your stuff every day. Right. And and it's a it's such a diverse audience out there because not everybody listens to podcasts. Right. Not everybody is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Not everybody uh, you know, is on, you know, and name any platform. It's very diverse. People come from all different places and they all have different preferences. Mm-hmm. So you can't really focus on one arena and think you're gonna reach Right, a, a, an entire audience. You've got to focus in on those smaller mm-hmm. audiences, and using the. I love to use the example of soap operas, the original TV <laughs> soap opera. Oh when, yes, when TV came out, mm-hmm. arguably the majority of of people were watching TV, and at the time, primarily women who were home during the day, being homemakers were watching TV right. in at every opportunity they mm-hmm. had because it was new and exciting and it was one of the most um, watched and listened to mediums since the radio kind of, you know, fell away right. slightly. And they are called soap operas because they were dramas that were sponsored by soap companies. <laughs> I never knew that. That is literally why they're called soap operas because they were sponsored. And when we say sponsor, mm-hmm. you know, every advertisement is a sponsorship when you think right. about it. It's putting money behind content mm-hmm. and to get it in front of a particular audience. So these um, detergent companies were realizing, oh, geez, we've got this captive audience of women at home that are mm-hmm. using, you know, name any type of soap, whether it's Palm olive, uh, ivory snow, cheer, what have you? Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's a mm-hmm. or Dove, it's a it's a soap for your body, right. or it's a soap for your clothing, or what have you. That was reaching the women of the household. Mm-hmm. It was genius, and so that was a huge audience. Now we've kind of we're experiencing the same thing, really. So that's what I mean by right. There, are, sure, there are new trends, but that is a very. Uh, effective way to advertise mm-hmm. to reach your audience, you're just not going to reach it as broadly as maybe in the days of the soap opera. Right. And now look at a lot of the soap operas are what's left of them, mm-hmm. right? They're streaming on services. Sure. They're no longer on the big, you know, NBC, ABC, that yes. kind of thing. And they're not necessarily being watched during the daytime hours. No. Right. All all mm-hmm. I'm a day I'm a days of our lives junkie. Oh. Hey. <laughs> I never would have guessed that, Jennifer. Uh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just confessed something. <laughs> Should I have said that? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. I won't, we won't go down that rabbit trail, but yes, my mother was addicted to general hospital. Oh my gosh. Yes. My mother was yes. too. And so oh. I come home from school and sit there with her. And, uh-huh. her. and one life to live. I Never mother, any other. Oh it was gosh. always just general funny. hospital. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, anything else that we could do to stay ahead of the curve in 2024? 
I think staying ahead of the curve. Well, certainly we have to talk about AI a little bit. Okay. Yes. yes, We absolutely need to talk about AI. That is very important. Yes. Very. Yes. So, you know, the thing with AI, artificial intelligence for anybody Mm -hmm. who doesn't know, is it is artificial Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And it can only regurgitate what it's been told. And so when you're when you're developing content for a particular audience, AI is a good way to get some ideas started maybe, but it's not going to be very personal. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be very nuanced. It's going to be very general. Mm-hmm. And so using AI as a... Sure, it's to stay on the forefront. Yes, dipping into the AI pool is probably a good idea. Just to organize your thought process and, and develop an idea around a message, but actually writing the message, I don't recommend using AI. I really recommend hiring an excellent copywriter Mm -hmm. or just an excellent communicator to help you really home in on your audience and draw out the right way to reach them. I'll say it until the cows come home. It's I uh, totally agree with you. It's because my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can put so you're you're talking about like writing content, for example. Mm-hmm. Before we go further into that, what is your favorite AI? I my AI tool now it's just a tool. Yes. Right. Just like a hammer, right. just mm-hmm. like a screwdriver, you know. Um, is I love Bard. I'm very Google leaning. Mm-hmm. And so I do I do love using Bard. I also use ChatGPT, but mm-hmm. it's a brand name. Right. It's just one exactly. of the many AI right. products out there. I prefer Bard as well. Do you? And I prefer it because it has up-to-date information because it's powered by Google. ChatGPT, however, I think it was 2021 is kind of where it's stuck. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do prefer that. But I agree that, yes, Put it in there for an outline, perhaps, mm-hmm. or to a starter, mm-hmm. or to get just a little tidbit that you needed for something that you just can't find the right words. Yeah, you, you were framework. beginning with nothing, and exactly. your, your brain might just need... It's kind of like a, a prompt, a writing prompt in it school. Is. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And the other way I describe AI is it's the least expensive employee that I have on mm-hmm. staff. It's just a way to kind of get the ball rolling. Right. Once the ball is rolling, okay, now we put some more depth into the content because it also doesn't go very deep. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pull a lot of right. statistics and certainly not up-to-date statistics. Right. So when you want to beef up a message with some um, backup information that's based on statistics and surveys and um, communication from these you know major companies that aggregate all this mm-hmm. information from all kinds of people all over the world. AI won't really do that for you. Right. So, so you got to you got to put the beef in there. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and you know what's interesting is is I know it's AI is going towards a lot of different areas in our businesses. It's not just about the writing and the no, content. No, definitely. I mean, there's so many things that mm-hmm. I was just at something uh, last week and they were talking about how AI can help figure out snake venom. Interesting. And yeah what snakes that are out there that we have no idea even exist. Hmm. And they're coming up with the formulas for the venom. Interesting. And, uh, you know, so I didn't really think about it being used in the medical world like that. Hmm. But wow. Wow. Right? That is Like amazing. what else? You know, and people are afraid that they're going to, people are going to lose jobs. And, oh, you know, this industry is going to be, you know, I mean, I heard teachers, you know, 
<laughs> someone's like, oh my gosh, teachers are in jeopardy because a computer is going to teach. And I'm like, no, I just don't see that. Right. It's a tool, like you said. Yes. And, and as with any tool that a human uses, mm-hmm. if you remove the human from the tool, the tool is useless. You have a tool. That's you have it. a tool. That That's doesn't right. do anything. And if you remove the tool from the human, the human is fully functional. However, mm-hmm. a tool can be very helpful to the human. Right. So we don't want to ever remove the humanity out of our communication. And mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm saying right. with, you know, adding a little bit of depth, adding a little beef to Very a much. message requires Very human much. thought mm-hmm. and consideration of other people's feelings and consideration of how uh, how people may respond to something. Because that's really what it's all about right. is how do they respond? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have you used the tools that do the images? The AI? I, I have not. not. I have not. I I. I kind of draw the line because I am an artist. I am in the art community right. as a as a musician. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I'm I'm a little guarded about I'm I'm a little guarded about even electronic mm-hmm. music. I love it. I think it has a place, but there's just something beautiful about mm-hmm. the human imperfections that come out in a live performance with right. actual right. musicians. So I feel the same way about art. Mm-hmm. Art to me is very much an expression of a person's inner workings, mm-hmm. you know, their their inner fabric, right. how their fabric right. is woven yes, together, exactly. right? And so if you if you remove that and you're just asking a computer mm-hmm. to create an image, to me it loses its soul. Absolutely. And, and I I think the way we connect with people is through our souls, mm-hmm. is through our the intangible things that that we can't even possibly understand. Right. And at so. the end of the day, it's all about connecting. Absolutely. And we, you know, connecting with your customer, connecting yes. with your family, your friends, and everybody. It's all about connecting. We are relational beings. We are. And AI is not a relational being. Right. <laughs> a, yeah, we're right. And so I understand people's fear. And, you know, the the fear of losing jobs has been mm-hmm. around since right. the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up with my dad in the advertising world, he was a typographer. He did typesetting. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> right? that, that job went by the wayside. And when I was working at an agency in Chicago, I had worked with a creative director and I knew how to do some typesetting using the computer. Mm-hmm. And I showed him and he just we don't have to send that out for type. I said, no, we don't have to send that out for type. I can do this right here because it was for a mock-up for Mm -hmm. a a very popular bakeware company. And I said, you know, in terms of doing this mock-up to show the client, why don't we just do this Mm in-house instead of spending money on sending it out for type? And he just was mind blown. (laughs) Oh, that's I'm telling my age. (laughs) That's awesome. It has been wonderful having you on here chatting about 2024 marketing trends Amy, if our listeners want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? The easiest way is to direct traffic to my website, which is amybrightcreative.com. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you, my friends, for joining me today and every week here on The Confident Entrepreneur, brought to you by True Fashionistas. If you want to take your business to the next level, check out my website, jenniferannjohnson.com to sign up for my emails or connect with me. Have a fabulous day.